trying to tell you that you won't prosper. You're going to die inside of this wilderness. You're going to die inside of this testing season. You're going to die inside of this dark place. Some of you, you've been cast into the abyss by devils and witches. But God says that I'm about to raise you back up. You won't die inside of this place. Oh, I feel the power of God to break the powers of the enemy. There is no power that can come against the voice of God. Voodoo priest, voodoo priestess, had your name on the docket. But I just saw God erase your name out of their hand. Riches had your name on the docket. But I just saw God place his blood all over your name. You had some terrible people that tried to situate themselves all around you. But I heard the voice of the Lord say that there are more for you who am I talking to than against you. There are more for you. There are more for you. Some of you, you've been feeling like the voice of the enemy is too strong. You've been feeling like the voice of hell is too strong. Your satanic devices are too strong. But the Lord God tells me to tell you tonight that there are more for you than against you. There are angels all around this temple that are for you. There are ministering angels ministering on your behalf for you. God has sent his angelic host for you. And I keep hearing the voice of the Lord say, you're not going to die. You're not going to be a abhorrent. This is not the season where you die. This is not the season where you get aborted. This is not the season where you give up. This is not the season where, where, your, where your process becomes too much for you. This is not that season. This is the season where you embrace the process. This is the season where you begin to embrace the process. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? You're under divine alignment. And God is sanctioning your footsteps. And he's ordering your footsteps one after another. And let me tell you, you ain't about to fall nowhere inside of this season. You ain't going to trip inside of this season. You're not even going to stutter step inside of this season. You're going forward one step at a time. You're going forward one step at a time. You're breaking through one step at a time. You're moving inside of the direction of God one step at a time. You're moving inside of your prosperous place one step at a time. Your dimension of prosperity and purpose you're moving towards it one step at a time. Oh, let me tell you what the word of God has for me to tell you. We've been inside of a series called Emerge. But what's birthing out of this series 
are magnificent, powerful people. How many of you guys know that you're being birthed out right now? I'm being birthed out right now. I want to give you the title of this message. And I want you to go ahead and hashtag it real quick. I want you to put it on social media. Because it's going to prophesy to you in the midnight hour. It's going to prophesy to you. God told me to tell you. To write this on your social media. It's a, it's a whole statement. Y'all ready for it? Put this on there. I'm not dead. I'm in the birthing process. I'm not dead. I'm in the birthing process. I'm not dead. I'm in the birthing process. You might even put, you are not dead. You're in the birthing process. Some of y'all, y'all need to prophesy that to your friends and family members. You're not dead. You're just in the birthing process. I'm not dead. I'm in the birthing process. I'm, 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 I'm not dead. I'm, nothing around me is dead. I, I, I can't die in this season. He didn't tell me that I could. I have the authority to die. Some, some of you, you need to know that you don't even have the authority to lose. You don't have the authority to die. You, you, you can't die inside of this season. Not by your choice, nor by the choice of hell. Satan can't. He can't steal from you, nor will he be able to destroy you in this season. You're not dead. You're in the birthing process. Come on, I want you to make sure that you put that on your social media. You can tag me to it. Apostle Jamel Abdullah Anthony, you can tag me right onto it. Some of you, you can tag Kingdom at Hand to it. Go ahead and put Kingdom at Hand at Kingdom at Hand International Ministries. I want you to do that because it's going to change some people's lives. I've been feeling in the spirit, and I've been sitting inside of the spirit, and the voice that I've been hearing is the voice of God. And oftentimes, let me tell y'all something. God's voice is tremendous. He doesn't hold back too many punches when he speaks. He tells you the truth. And then he steps back and sees what you're going to do about it. In this season, you are inside of the birthing process. How many amens can I get up in here? Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. We came back alive. Y'all was once dead, but now you're alive. My God. I can't stand it when we come to church and we all dead up in here. We like, well, I wonder what's going to happen. How is God going to move? Just know that he's moving. How many of y'all know that when you come into the voice of God, when you come into the house of God, he's moving already on your behalf? As soon as you stepped inside of the door, there was a dimension that hit your life that will shift you into your next level. You're not dead. You're just in the birthing process. And let me tell you something. Your process might not look like everybody else's process. Somebody needs to know that. My process don't look like yours. My process don't look like yours. My process don't look like my neighbor's process. My process doesn't look like the other church's process. My, my ministry process doesn't look like everyone else's process. But when I'm in the birthing process, at least I know I'm getting to my dimension. I'm getting to my purpose. I'm getting to my destiny. How many of you guys know that it, sometimes you got to jog your mind to know that you're not stagnant? You're not dead. You're not sitting up wondering if God is going to move you, but you know that God is dragging you forward even when your feet don't want to walk. How many of y'all ever been in a place where your feet don't even feel like moving no more? You're so tired, you're disgusted, you're irritated, you're frustrated, and it seems like everything you put your hands to is going to the dust. It seems like everything you try is going down to death. It seems like all you have is death 
goes on and it seems like nothing around you is prospering, let me tell you something, baby. You are inside of the birthing process. And see, when you're inside the birthing process, everybody's birthing process don't look alike. Just like you don't look like the next person that's inside the womb. The womb process is a process where you're being incubated and fed the nutrients you need so you can get ready to take over the world. See, what you don't know is that when you are inside of the womb, God is preparing you for the world. He's preparing you to take the world. He's preparing your voice to be the power on this earth. He's preparing the air that you breathe. He's preparing your situation. Some of you don't know this, but I want to tell you that every situation you ever walk into has been prepared by God for you. Amen. It's Amen. been prepared already. Every giant you are to face has been prepared for you already. How many of you guys know that? Every demonic structure that has ever tried to come and ever will come, God already knew that it was going to come. He knew that it was going to come. He knew where you were going to fail. How many of y'all know that he knows when we're going to fail? He knows when we're not going to do right. He knows when things aren't going to go right for us. He knows everything about us. We need to get back to understanding that our God is so sovereign that he knew when we were going to fail, yet he still sent Jesus. See, 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 I I, I, want to talk to an alive church, a church that that knows that they're saved by Jesus Christ, not that bondage church, not that church that is dead and black and disgusted and busted. I want to talk to the church that's ready to step into their dimension of faith. Your faith has been hindered so much that you don't even know when you're about to come out of the womb. You got to get to a place where you're tired of kicking, where you're tired of trying to move. You got to get to a place where you kick a bladder out, where you can deliver out, you gotta get to the place where your feet are growing too big to be inside of the womb. You gotta get to a place where your head has gotten mature and you're ready to break open something vicious. It's time for us to get to a new place. You've been inside of the womb, you're inside of the birthing process. But how many of you know that you gotta trust the process? You gotta trust it. You gotta trust that God has a plan for you. That even when it looks dark inside of the womb, God has a plan for you. Even when your ministry hasn't exploded yet, God has a plan for you. Even when your business hasn't exploded yet, God has a plan for you. Even when your children ain't grown up and done all that they can do, God has a plan for them. No matter what is going on inside of your life, trust the process. Trust the process. Who am I talking to? Trust the process. Trust the process. There's some some processes that have to come forth. And you got to know that you're not going to be forsaken inside of the process. My God, you're not forgotten inside of the process. Who am I talking to? I'm prophesying up in here. I'm preaching up in here. You're not forgotten in the process. Your money might be funny, but you're not forgotten. Come on, I know who I'm talking to. I know. I, I wish my church was just a little more less Lutheran and a little more apostolic. Come on, I'm talking to the people that know what, it, what it's like to have to deal with gas money or light bill money. Who am I talking to? Where it seems like you're about to be in the dark, but you need God's light like never before. Your breath, your lungs are getting mature. Your life is getting mature, and it seems like everything around you is getting mature, but you are still pressing. You're trying to get out of the womb. You're pressing. You feel the cramping of the mother. You're pressing. You feel the power that's all around you, but you're saying, I can see the light, but I can't 
touching. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? There's a birthing process that God wants to get you to. There's a process that God wants to assure you in. Let me deal with something. I want to I preach this whole message because I know that God gave a big word for you to get it. Man. Let me give you guys a big word. I want you to go to 2 Kings 4 chapter. Y'all like, he's showing up there preaching. What word at? I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Even the Jews in the back don't be able to get this. Give it. Fourth chapter, fourth chapter. Second Kings, fourth chapter. My God, who can feel the power of God inside of this house already? Amen. I can feel the Holy Ghost inside of this house already. Like he's already doing something greater than what we expected, even right now as we sit. Don't you know? Let me say this real quick because I feel like I need to. Don't you know? That you can sit in church and God can fix your, your situation? Yeah. Don't you know you can sit in church and God can fix your friend? He can fix your family member? He can even fix your job while you're at church. You can sit at church and listen to the voice of God and he can fix your financial situation. He can make sure that all your inheritance start to come. When you don't even, you ain't even been praying for inheritance. He can bless you even though you're not even trying. How many of you guys know that God is able to do that? You know, one time I was sitting in church, I was in desperate need of a bunch of hundreds of dollars. How many of y'all ever needed a bunch of hundreds of dollars? Like a bunch of hundreds, not just one, not two, but a whole bunch of, you need a handful of hundreds, like just to make sure that this works out right. And then I decided, instead of going and trying to hustle to make one of those hundreds, I said, let me just invest my time inside of the Holy Ghost. Let me invest my time inside of church. I recognize that I don't have it all, but I do have the ability to get my butt right on the inside of this church building. I have the ability to lift my hands. I have the ability to raise my hands in worship. I have the ability to thank God for what I do have versus what I don't have. Somebody say that. And so at this point, I was like, and y'all know sometimes we can be trifling. We can be trifling. We can choose something totally different. Well, I ain't going to make this 800 I need, so I ain't going to go to church and I ain't going to go to work. Forget me. I'm just going to quit. We can be trifling. How many of y'all ever seen a trifling friend? And then they ask you for money because they so trifling they don't want to get up. Who am I talking to? They trifling. They like, well, my ATM is right around the corner. 708-922-8735. Or 773. Some of y'all got those numbers. Or 312. They call y'all number when they, when they can't say yeah. they want to do it themselves. But let me say this. I got in the church. I lifted my hands. I said, forget it. Forget it. I don't care. The bill is there. I don't care. I don't care what they turn on. I don't care. I don't care. It ain't going to change nothing for me no way. I'm still going to be alive. If I'm alive, I can make it happen one day at a time. If I'm alive, I can, I can make it happen one day at a time. See, I know I'm talking real wisdom talk to some of y'all because y'all need to hear it. If I'm alive, I'm going to make it. But if I'm dead, then I can't make it at all. How many of y'all understand that? Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> so I got in here, I started worshiping. And the Holy Ghost had a good way with me, and I stopped dealing with the stuff and things in my mind. And then I got home. I checked my bank account. And it was the same as when I left it. How I many of y'all know that? <laughs> it was the same as 
If I don't deal with it, you're going to be like, well, it was by my mindset it got done. But God is trying to let you know that it is not by your will, nor by your mindset, and not nowhere near by your power that he was able to get it done. How many of you guys know that we represent a God that will get it done? We know that our finances are inside of his hands. Our friends are inside of his hands. Our life is inside of his hands. All we got to do is submit and let him do it. And I, I, I want to speak this, that in 72 hours, somebody up in here is about to get a breakthrough. I, I heard that from the Spirit of God. In 72 hours, someone is about to get a financial breakthrough. Let me deal with this real quick. I'm going to preach half of this word, and then I'll preach the next one coming up soon. How about that? How about that? Send us in as we can do that. Okay. 2 Kings 4. I'm going to read it. You guys can just kind of read it inside of your spirit, because I don't have time for the disorder. <laughs> Everybody like, now, now, now. And then God, God, God. No, we're just going to do it one time. One time for Jesus. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. Now there cried a certain woman of wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah. Servant, my husband is dead. And thou knowest that my servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. All right? So basically, this is a man of God that used to serve under Elijah, and now he's dead. And his wife is left with the due service of, of trying to pay back the, the people that he needs to pay back. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what hath thou in the house. Hmm, that's something. What hath thou in the house? My God. And she said, thine handmaid had not anything in the house save a pot of oil. How many of y'all ever looked at y'all bank account and had nothing? Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. All y'all got is some oil. All y'all got is some oil. All y'all got is some anointing. Let me, let me, let me talk to y'all. All y'all got is what God has given to you. You don't have anything else. All you got is that, a pot of oil. Then he said, go, borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Don't this sound kind of crazy? God, God is telling this, this woman of God to go and borrow. She already owed on what she owed, but God is telling her, go and borrow some more. In other words, go put yourself in some more debt. <laughs> How many of y'all think that that's logical? Go, go borrow. Go borrow. Some more vessels from all your neighbors, even empty vessels. And borrow not a few. How many of y'all ever gotten a word that goes beyond your logic? Yeah. It goes beyond your logic. It's like, like I know I'm in the process, God, but this word is bigger than what I know. I know that I'm not supposed to go into debt. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I need to believe you that by faith what you're saying is going to work out. Yeah. So here's what happens. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all these vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. And so she went from them, shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and, pour, and she poured out. And it came to pass that when the vessels were full, she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. How I many of y'all understand that God can continue to pour? And, when, and even when you don't have enough for him to pour into, he will hold the oil for you. Amen. My God. 
She came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay the debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. Here's what I want to tell you. This is just the beginning of this word. But the Lord is righteous, and he's not going to allow you to be broken inside of any season. There is not a season where you're going to die when God has oil. If you got oil on your life, if you got an anointing on your life, you will not die in this season. How many of y'all can say, I got oil? I got oil. I got an anointing. I got something. I might not have silver and gold, but I have an anointing. I might not have hundreds of billions, but I have an anointing. I might not have everything that everyone else has, but I have an anointing. And let me tell you something. When you're a boss... Guess what God does when you're a boss? He will make it that you're able to give in surplus. Yes. See, when you're a servant, you're used to just barely getting the scraps. Who am I talking to? Servants are used to just barely making it. Servants are used to just always getting just what they need and never enough. How many of y'all ever had a job where you got just what you needed, but it was never truly enough? You got just the amount of this, like, like you got peanut butter and no jelly. You got you always got just a <laughs> A little bit and not the whole thing. How I many of y'all know that God wants you to have the whole thing? It's time for you to have the whole thing. Come on, deacons. It's time for you to have the whole thing. God wants you to have the whole blessing and not just a little bit of the blessing. So, so let me tell you something. God told me to tell you that it's time for you to become a boss. It's time for you to become an industry leader. It's time for you to raise up inside of what God called you to. It's time for you to be an entrepreneur. See, when God looks for people to do extraordinary things, he's looking for people that don't have extraordinary means. He's looking for people that don't have it all. You don't need a million dollar luxury loan for you to get this thing off. You can get this thing off with just what you have inside of your hands. Who am I preaching to? You can get this thing going with just a little bit of anointing and a little bit of work. God wants you to begin to work what you have so hard that the oil keeps flowing and you don't have nowhere else to put it. God wants you to have your back so full that everything inside of your life is overflowing. You don't have just enough, but you're a boss. You have more than enough. You're a boss. You're able to do exceedingly abundantly more than all your haters ever planned. You're a boss. You can move higher and leap over mountains. Why? Because God has ordained you. You've got some anointing on you. You won't stop. You won't die. All you're going to do is multiply this season. Why? Because you're a boss. Let me talk to you. When you're a boss, you do miracles. Can I say that? When you're a boss, you do miracles. Hmm. The woman of God went to Elijah and he was the boss. And he told her exactly what to do to get this thing done. I believe we have a lot of people under the sound of my voice that can follow instructions and get some stuff done. Somebody say, I'm about to follow instructions. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. My God. And as soon as you get this thing done, I believe God is about to start to pour out something bigger than you've ever thought you were going to have. My God. Bigger than what you've ever thought you were going to have. So, when you have God doing miracles for you, it's always best to be prepared for the miracle. Come on. Mm. You know, 
just sitting here thinking. He started the oil to flowing from a place that no one knows. All she had was one pot of oil, but this one pot filled dozens and dozens upon dozens of pots of oil. Can, I mean, can you guys imagine one pot multiplying into maybe several hundred, maybe a thousand pots? Let's just say a thousand pots of oil were filled, and that was all they could get. And what if God wanted to give you more oil? But you couldn't get your hands on enough pots. What if, what if God wanted to, to give you more than you ever dreamed of? He wants to set your children up. But you couldn't find enough pots. See, 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 this is the issue with Christianity. God is doing miracles, but we throw our pots away. God is doing something so fantastic, but, but the, the, the product that we are supposed to believe in, we stop believing in it. We believe that God is supposed to do something different than what he's trying to do. We believe that God is going to do it on a natural term. But what you don't understand is that the oil is flowing from an unknown source. It's flowing from a source that no one can see. It's flowing from a source that no one can touch. It's flowing from the Holy Ghost. See, the oil of God is unstopping, unwielding. It continues to flow no matter what you do and no matter what you say. And so when God is trying to pour out his oil, you need to know that he's multiplying you as you pour out. Yeah. Some of you, you've been working inside of God. You've been working your ministry. And I want you to know that God is multiplying the oil in your life as you pour it out. God is multiplying this oil. Every time you begin to pour out, God is multiplying. See, one of the things that I've noticed in the body of Christ is that the sons have been getting killed because there's a spirit of mother on the church. And so what ends up happening is the spirit of mother would cause fathers or mothers to not be able to give their sons a legal inheritance. What ends up happening is all the sons become illegal residences inside of the spiritual place. And this is one of the reasons why you see so many people operating outside of their calling. Everyone, someone, everyone to get in their lane, but they don't know what their lane is because the fathers and the mothers have left their assignments. And so what God is trying to teach some people from a new father is that there is an oil that will continue to flow if you just stand next to me, if you do what I say. She organized a whole business. She said, all right, son, I need you to go get them, and I need, once they feel, I need you to go put them away. Some of you guys need to get some friends and some family members that will get you some baskets. Once all of them I feel. Go get me some more baskets. Go bring in some more resources. You need somebody like that and then you need somebody that can hold the baskets close to you. You need someone that's going to take care of the money. You need someone that's going to store it up and not use it all up away. You need that inside of your life. This is about being a boss. God inside of this scripture, he created a business and a legacy that went on for children and children to come. How many of y'all know that it's time for y'all to start buying oil? My God, I, I feel this in my spirit that it's time for you to start to invest in oil. See, the boss we call God gave this woman a business to live off of. Why? Because her, her husband was a servant of Elijah. All, all you had to do was serve. He, he died with nothing. He died in deficit. And then God built this thing up overnight. 
Jesus. I feel like God is about to build some of you up overnight. Some of y'all, y'all about to be some overnight wonders. I know that typically, apostolically, we don't preach it, but I want to let you know that the Holy Ghost will pour out an anointing that'll build you up overnight. It'll send you to your next level all the way overnight. You won't have to wonder. You won't have to fight. Why? Because the oil is going to be poured out, and you're about to be multiplied. Your business is going to be multiplied. Your life source is going to be multiplied. God is not the author of confusion, and he's not going to leave you dead inside of the wilderness. He's waking you up. He's getting you out of your process. You are not dead. You are alive inside of him. Somebody say amen. amen. You're not dead. You're alive. The father, no, no, he died. His inheritance was alive. Somebody better catch that. Even though the father died, the inheritance, the power, the luxury of God came through and handled all that it needed to handle for years and years and years and years and inheritance and inheritance and inheritance to come. Years and legacy and legacy went through the servitude of one man. One man. I mean, you know that God is calling you to be that one person. He's calling you to fight the spirit of Moloch and give your sons and daughters something they can appreciate for years to come. Come on. Inside of the birthday canal, many of us, we die inside of the birthday canal. We, we've grown to full age, but because of this so much pressure, we die in utero. We die inside of the trying and the pushing and the, and the screaming and the, and the agony of trying to break through. We die inside of that thing. But what God is trying to let you know is that there's an oil on your life that's about to slide you right on the bottom of the uterus. There's an oil on your life that's about to push you right on out. You no longer have to push, scream, and call for what God is giving you. But God is placing an oil on you that's going to cause you to never run dry. God is placing an oil on you that's going to cause you to multiply. God is placing an oil on you that's going to get your business up. God is placing an oil on you that will shift your life up. It's time for you to go into the next level. It's time for you to elevate. You're not dead. You've just been in the process. God wants you to take your process to the next level. It's time for you to come on out of the universe. Time for you to come on out of the room. Time for you to come on out of that place where they continue to restrict you, constrict you, marginalize you, talk down to you, disrespect you. It's time for you to come on out of that place and into his marvelous life. God has a life for you. He has a joy for you. He has a power for you. He has a wisdom for you. He has a prosperity for you. There is a people designed for you. There's a multiplication for you. You won't die, but you will multiply. You won't die, but you will multiply. This is not your dead season, but this is your high season. This is not your season, but you will die. The process you're going to live. You're going to live. You're going to live. You're going to live. You were just in the process. You were just in the process. You're about to live, says the Lord. You're about to live. You're about to live. No longer will you have those bad clothes on. Yes. Every clothing and mantle that's not alive, God is taking it apart. Every idol. We're not going to deal with the cold next week. We're going to do something different. Amen. 
anyway, we talked about it. We said, man, emerge for the business folk has been powerful. So we're going to keep a pocket of emerge for the business folks in the house. Amen. So if you are you own a business or you're thinking about owning a business, talk with us because we're going to have emerge Sundays where we showcase different businesses in the house. And technically, we give ideas and critique, and we'll begin to build everyone up so that their business does what emerge. Amen. So we're going to yes, right, clap right there because you business owners, you got to become a millionaire, and we're gonna push y'all to that point. Amen. My husband and I have a, a, a team of mentors, a team of folk, and they're all pushing us. Now, this generation does not like to be pushed. Because the moment we start applying pressure, folk get nervous. Like, hold on, who are you talking to? No, but if you want to receive everything and maximize your life, you receive the rebuke, you receive the correction, you just don't go on and change so that you can receive everything that God has to offer you. And so this is what we're designing Emerge for, amen? So that you guys get everything that is old. We're going to talk about it on tonight. Emerge. That means coming forth, a breaking of sorts, a breaking out, a pushing past different levels. Somebody said, I'm going to a new dimension. I need y'all to say it like you believe it. I'm going to a new dimension. Amen. Amen. I want everyone to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter four. Will you get there? Stand for the reading of the word. Now, a little history on the book of Luke. Luke was not an apostle. Luke did not truly walk with Christ. Luke was a disciple of Apostle Paul. He solely wrote the book of Luke based on Revelation. That's powerful, right? Because he couldn't get secondhand information with Apostle Paul because Apostle Paul didn't walk with Jesus Christ either. Apostle Paul didn't meet Jesus into the road of Damascus. And so we try to catapult a term nowadays inside of certain denominations where it says, well, you can't be an apostle unless you met Jesus. I'm going to tell you something more today. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, you met your personal Lord and Savior. Amen. And when you have a prayer life, you have an everyday conversation with him. You meet him every day. And so the book of Luke has been written by a scribe. Dr. Luke was a writer. How many scribes we got in the house? Folk that write. Come on, we got to get some books published up in here, amen? We got to get some books published in this house. We got to begin to push ourselves to become a scribe. Say, I am embracing the anointing of the scribe. Silly, clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands. Yep. Embrace it, embrace it. We got to get some publishers up in this house, amen? We got to publish some books. We got to do something different. So Luke wrote this book off of pure revelation. Now a lot of people who are unlearned inside of scripture think that Luke is an apostle. He is not an apostle. He is not one of the twelve. He is a scribe that was sent out two by two with the apostle Paul. Amen. That's doctrine. That's Bible. So let us read. Then Jesus, I'm reading from New Living Translation, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the, from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. 
Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus said, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Five, the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give anyone I please. I will give it to you if you just fall down and worship me. Jesus replied, I'm going to say the King James Version. It is written, <laughs> you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Nine, the devil then took him up to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. Nowadays society commits suicide. For the scriptures say, he will, he will order his angels to protect and guard you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus replied, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God when the devil finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. <laughs> Sidebar, he's going to leave you until the next opportunity comes. Lord Jesus. 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him quickly spread through the whole region. Everyone began to rejoice right there. Add a praise. You're sowing into something right now. Add a praise. Add a praise. Add a praise. Because you got to say today, today, I'm leaving about a kingdom at hand in power. Amen. I'm leaving out a kingdom at hand full of the Holy Ghost in power. I'm leaving about here going to my next dimension in the kingdom of God. My situation that is right now will not remain the same because I'm going to my next place in God and Godly faith will follow me wherever I go inside this season. There will be a
can't understand something. Inside of the season of glory, we don't understand that God was preparing us all the way. I was listening to one of my favorite preachers. Those of y'all who know me and you heard me a couple of weeks ago, what's his name? Come on here now, somebody. Y'all better say it like a man. Bishop T.D. Jakes. And he said, the beginning of his ministry is picking up folk and dropping them off at home. He had a 100 member, ch- a 100 seated church, and five people that came for Bible study, and half of them went to sleep on them. But if they understood that little Tommy that they were singing with that morning was going to be the Tommy that the ministry is going across the earth, I wonder exactly how they would have respected that anointing. Come on, come on. See, people are not going to always be predisposed to where you're going in the kingdom. They might identify with where you're at right now because they like to identify with misery. And we understand that misery loves company. But I come to tell you on today, you better wake yourself up down on that inner man and begin to tell your inner man to line up right now because I'm going to a place that has already been prepared for me from the foundation of this world. Sometimes when it seems that we're not getting there, it seems like chips can fall, everything is going on, family going crazy, your siblings, you looking like we come from the same house, <laughs> your parents going crazy, it's like, are you the same person that gave birth to me? All of these different things could be going on in your life in the moment. But I want to tell you right now, but if you will hang on in there all the way to the finish, you will begin to see your family anointed turn because of your stand. You gotta stand. You gotta stand. You gotta stand. Why? Because God is doing something inside of your family. But if you give up and you're like, oh, niggas ain't doing nothing, ain't never do nothing. Who is my mother? Yeah, who is my mother? That means you gotta stick to your assignment. Even if mama, daddy, sister, brother is acting a complete fool, you gotta stay focused. But I come to tell you once tonight that even if you gotta walk away from there for a season, they're gonna watch you from afar. And when you're walk away from them little taco meathead brothers and sisters for a minute. But I'm going to tell you right now that at the end of it all, God has prepared something and he's going to use you to be a monument of the glory of God in the family. I want you guys to open your Bibles to 1 Peter 5 and 10. Say, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and power. Y'all there? I'm almost there. There, there, there I am. I am. We gonna start at six. Humble yourselves, comma, therefore, comma, under the mighty hand of God, so that in due time he may exalt you. 
Cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you. Eight, be sober-minded and alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in your faith and in the knowledge that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. That right there preaches. We just going to put a comma right there. You ain't the only one that's going through what you have been through in this moment. Somebody else had to endure trial and testing on the same level you had to endure it on. And you have the ability now to stand firm as a chain link in the kingdom of God, as a bond servant to his word, because you are not the only one that goes through the things you've gone through. Your situation, God is using it to anoint you and appoint you and prepare you. You have to use that platform properly. Use it wisely. And they want to be like me. 
than I could punching the clock. I want to take a little while. It's just a little while. And it doesn't matter what your little while is. For some folk, it might be 10 years and you stuck on the prey. Some years it might be five of them and you're stuck on the prey. Some folk have to go through 20 years because they ain't learned in the first two years of what the suffering has really been about has been about your identity and your willingness to be prayerful inside the suffering. Deny yourself the need to be arrogant. Period. Don't be prideful while you're suffering. Get delivered while you're suffering. If you realize pride is in your life, you need to come to the altar every time until that thing come on about you. Because if you don't, the season drags out. Because God is trying to work out all the things on the inside of you that don't look like him while you're suffering. How can he elevate you when you don't look like him? Mm -hmm. We're like, we can dance and shout with the best of them. I don't quite have my little jig yet. I gotta watch more shows, more YouTube videos. <laughs> To figure it out. Uh, I'm a master. Somebody give me a corner. I'm a master of you too. Okay. If I get in the corner, maybe I'll learn how to get that two-step right. Because I want to tell you something on this Sunday afternoon. That you can fake with the best of them, but God is still going to work out every single iota that don't look like him until he elevates you. So when you're looking like him, you're humble, even though you might have to eat some humble pie. You're going to look like him when everybody trying to elevate you, but inside of God's eyes, you see that I am nothing but flesh, and this flesh is going into the ground, because this flesh has an expiration date. You're going to still be humble. You're still going to be loving, even though they are spitting in your face, betraying you, and talking about you behind your back. I want to tell you on this evening, you still got to love them. You're right See, about that. You don't clean you up till you still looking like him. <laughs> Why are you in the fray if you still got them teeth that rise up given the circumstance? He gonna say, duh, a little bit more. Y'all see my boot? <laughs> he gonna grind you in that ground until you look like him. After a little while. After a little while. How can we look at God, who's the creator of all things and everything that we've seen and the things that we do not see, look at him and try to tell him when he's going to bring us out the fray? I stopped fighting with God. There's this saying my auntie used to say, I'm glad it's got the rest of the soul. Your arms is too short to be fighting with God. You can't begin to box with an all-seeing, all-knowing, invisible God. Get your arms down and humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that he can lift you up. You gotta begin to help yourself inside of the fray. After a little while, I stopped telling God when. I started thanking him for the end. I'm gonna say that one more time. I stopped asking God and telling him when, and I started thanking him for the end, because I know in the middle of all this foolishness, he did not say, this is all I'm giving you. Be grateful for this lot. And we in church, well, we'll that'll even preach. Oh, you better be grateful for what you got now. Yeah! Yeah! God is greater. I started saying, when you thought of me, the God who oh, has God. made everything, has everything in mind, I know you saw my end before my beginning. And my beginning was nothing but a piece of prank in his eye. A moment, let me, let me fix this 
right quick in my vision. I knew that he saw something else the end, but he had already said, your ministry is going to the nations, it's international. Don't just stop here in Chicago, but have a hub all over the United States and a hub all over the world and have a motherboard in Chicago. I knew that it didn't just stop here. You gotta have a knower. Your business doesn't just stop right here where you're at. Your ministry doesn't just stop right here where you're at. Your life doesn't just stop right here where you're at. But because God has something greater in mind, we gotta come forward to the greater. I'm gonna tell you all of this afternoon. Rise to the occasion. Amen. Place a demand on the inside of you that says, I'm gonna rise into the greater. What I'm doing right now is only what's happening in this moment that God is maximizing my years and I'm going to live out every single one of them inside of his glory and inside of what he dreamed of when he made me. Every person that walks this planet, Jeremiah 23 and 11 is functional. Uh, 29 and 11 is functional in your life. Look, I know the plans I got for you. He thought about you before you were in your mother's womb. He knew what he had in design for you already. But sometimes we get stuck in our now. I want to tell you on this afternoon, don't be stuck in your now. Don't be stuck in your now. Have a vision. Matter of fact, I want to task y'all that when you get home, I'm losing weight in pants. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to get nothing else until I got to my space. And we're going to have a whole lot of pants and skirt pulling up until I get to the destiny. Amen. Oh my Lord, sweet Jesus. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. But I promise y'all this. Because he had a plan for you, I want y'all to begin to get a vision board. Apostle Joy and I have a vision board. We work on one three times a year. We hang it up in my room next to my shoes. Because we know we're always going to look at the shoes. And we check ourselves off where we are based on the visible vision board. So the second quarter of the year, I was like, man, she got to do something. I got to get my car to a bachelor's right. Because if I'm going to the nations, I can't be huffing and puffing while I'm preaching and feel like I'm dying on the inside. And then laying hands on people afterward, and when the service is over, I'm like, everybody give me a minute. How you do God bless you? No, that's not gonna work. Get yourself caught up bath, get on somebody's treadmill, go running, hire yourself a trainer, girl, because where you going, you gonna need the endurance on the inward parts so you can carry out your assignment, get healthy. So we put that on the board. We put on the board a globe. We're going to nations. We put on the board real estate. Because either we're going to be in the game or we're going to be invested in the game. Either way, that's what we're doing. We put on the board investments in stocks and bonds. Then we put on the board outside of investments, making sure that we finish all books and all this other, you know, the little pamphlets and everything like that. We put it on the board. I want to tell y'all over 80% of that board is done. 
Me and the other place to clap. I want you guys to, to establish yourself a vision board at home. Dream with God again. Align yourself with heaven and say, this is what we're doing in this third of the year. So now Apostle Jay and I said, well, we coming to the end of October. We got to do it again because we going to push past and merge into, we going to look above ground and see what's going on. We to go for now. We got to design a board for that now. So I'm going to tell you, get in line with your vision with God. As you're going through the crushing, the pain for this little while, know that the vision board, God is working something on the inside of you, and you have to get there. So yes, you might feel like the grape that's going through some crushing. But I want to encourage you this afternoon, that after the crushing, there is an appointment to be established. So if you don't have nothing, Come on, somebody. You, have, you don't have no stocks, no bonds, no, no money in the account, no, no investments, no properties, you know, all of this and that. If you don't, you will. Y'all better rejoice right there. Y'all fall still up in here. You better rejoice right there because you're soaring into your next dimension in God. He's going to establish you. <laughs> He's going to restore you. This is number one. So all the pain, the suffering, the trial, the error in your life, he's going to restore you. I'm still quiet. You better turn to your neighbor, slap him twice, and tell him he's restoring you. <laughs> he's restoring you. I see the rings back up. He's restoring you. He's restoring you. He's restoring you. Come on, somebody. After that, he's going to secure you. So every place where you feel insecure, whether it's financially or inside with your person, he's going to secure you. He's going to fasten your foundations. He's going to cause you to be firm in what you believe in and what you do not believe in. Come on, somebody. After that, he's going to strengthen you. He's going to use your situation to cause you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You're going to understand that you operate under a heavenly authority, under a heavenly assignment, given with heavenly power, and he's going to cause you to be strong. And after that, y'all ready? Y'all, y'all situation, you, you renting right now, he's going to establish you. You gonna all use the proper T's, I-E-S. He's gonna cause you to go to the lot with the cash already in pocket. He'll let me buy these cars. He's gonna cause you to go ahead and invest inside some stocks, some bonds, and some, 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 He's establishing you. I want to establish you. I had a goal with that. Long-term vision board, Apostle G, and I printed it out. And we have it on my dresser. Because the dresser is where the mirror is. So we get to see it every day. Because Apostle J and I both feel right good about how we look. The family compound. Taking all these parents off of their jobs. Taking care of them because I just can't stand the thought of social security, okay? It's real social and it ain't secure. We have these ideas inside of the thing of we don't have this dog family compound. We'll also have an educational system for the kids. They're not just going to be ill prepared, but they're going to be more than prepared for college and their jobs and their businesses and their ministries. We got all this on the vision for the long term vision paper. Amen. 
He's going to establish you. Make your establishment greater than yourself and your family. Someone's going to come out of the us for no more. Come into the establishment. Sometimes it looks like investing inside of those that are around. I have no issue with these two peoples right here that was with us while we had nothing. Um, we said we're going to go ahead and bless them with whatever we get.
Uh, let me get on this Facebook live right quick. <laughs> and every day I don't feel like it. Let me go ahead and preach. I know there's a coin in the fish's mouth out there. Ooh, I got these books though in my truck and these shirts though in my truck. Get it so that when your months is heavy, you got it. Invest in those high months. And when the low months come, you still warm in the winter. We talking about being business owners now. Because I'm going to tell y'all in the beginning, when everybody invested during tax season, this is looking awesome. We went to uh, Florida to preach. And I was like, whoa, I'm making money while I sleep. Pastor Frank could attest to that because I was getting real like, hey, this is an awesome, awesome season. But then July hit. And everybody dried out. And book sales, they didn't stop. They just slowed down. Folks so be like, I'm going to get paid next week. I'm going to get the book. Yeah. Make sure you're ready for the weather. Invest inside of also bricks, you know, gold, iron, you know, get, get that stuff in line because we have bricks, you never run dry. Get this app called Money Lion. I should send all y'all the link so I can get that $20. Money Lion will make sure that you're investing your money every single day. And while you're sitting, it's collecting. Fix your credit right now. Don't tell me your tax season is coming for those that do. 